Well, get your Bible down and go to John 14. This morning, how many of y'all got to meet Deborah? All right, we had a young lady turn me up just a tad. Just Deborah Wallace from Athens, Georgia, did the dew drop in on us for service. Her and her husband are going to uh, SeaWorld. You hear me tell the story all the time about when I got born again, God moved me to an apartment complex, and there was a girl there named Debbie Christians, and we got her, uh, I think she was already born again, got her filled with the Holy Ghost. And um, about a year ago, she contacted me and said, Hi, Daryl, this is Debbie Christensen, now Deborah Wallace, and I watch y'all on Facebook. We watch you online from Athens. So I went up to Athens, Georgia, and I called her and said, Meet me at my sister house, Robin, and reconnected after over 30, this is 1978, after 30 something years. So this morning she did the do drop in in here. Isn't it good to know that the people you talked to about Jesus 32 years ago still living for God? Amen. Anyway, it was, quite, it was quite exciting for me. And Che, who at that time was still riding a big wheel. Where's Che? How old were you then? Five. Well, you're a little over five now. Now you're 55? No, no. How old are you? How old are you, Che? Che, 40? I might have been 12. I might have been 12. No, I tell you, no, I love to tease my kids. Every once in a while, I think I tease them too much, but I have never learned my lesson, so I told them to get over it and get used to it. I will be better when we get to heaven. So, no, but I remember Che and Ashley, uh, Che used to ride a big wheel. Now, I will tell you about Che's riding, because I've got to tell you all these stories. Che would get on that big wheel, and she would rip out of there throwing gravel everywhere. She would go around that apartment in a good two minutes. <laughs> Ashley would get on her green tricycle, and it would be a half an hour before she came around. <laughs> she was slow as... Now Che drives real slow, and Ashley drives like crazy. I wonder what happened to the two of them. I don't know what happened, but... No, they've all... But, but it was good to see her, wasn't it, Che? Yeah. It was neat, just neat to go back in the past and see, see the fruit, you know. And she got up and told everybody that I was shy. Oh, wow. Everybody thought she was lying too. Amen. I was. Go to John 14. The sermon today is called, I Love the Holy Ghost. Don't you love church? Don't you love the word? I want to read to you, and, and I want you to pay very close attention to what I'm going to preach today. Because Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Right. And I want you free. I want you to live your life on this earth better than you could have without the Word of God. And that's, that's my job, is to grow you up so you can mature and have a better life. Amen? John 14, starting with verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I'm going to pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, he dwells with you, and he shall be inside of you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Now he says, I'm going to give you another helper. Let me ask you a question right off the bat. Let's just get, let's just get down. Why would he give you the Holy Ghost 
if you didn't need him. Isn't the new birth and a Bible enough? No. Think about what I just said. Either, either our doctrine's wrong or Jesus is wrong. I'm going to give you another helper. In other words, because you're born again, washed in the blood, and you have a brain, and you have a Bible, Jesus said it is not enough. Didn't he? He says, I'm not going to leave you an orphan. I'm not going to leave you without a family. I'm not leaving you alone. The Holy Spirit who's on you will soon be inside of you. Now, in order for him to be inside of you, you've got to be righteous or you've got to be perfect. Does God live in you? Then you are perfect. That's That's an astounding thing. To think about, I am either you're perfect or you're not. And if you're perfect, he can live in you. And if he lives in you, you have nothing else to do as far as the new birth is concerned. You're not trying to become saved. You already are. But life is a different matter. Waking up in the morning knowing that your spirit is alive unto God, but you have a soul and live in a body, and you're living in a world where there's demons, devils, and and Democrats and Republicans, and, and crazy people. And he said, he said, don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. He's not talking about the new birth. So let me stop for a minute, because occasionally we have people come in here and they find out we're tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy rollers. And, you, and you, were, you were brought up, and this is, how, this is what you learned. God already knows what I need before I ask him, and so there's no other reason for me to even. He, in other words, you're using, my heart is right, so therefore everything's going to turn out right. Wrong. Completely wrong. We're gonna, I'm going to show you this in a moment. But he didn't tell you you needed a helper, and you don't need a helper. You need help. Amen. How often do you need it? Every day. I'm going to tell you this. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Man, I, I don't even... Now, see, I, I am a Holy Ghost man. I don't even want to fathom living here on this planet without the Holy Ghost living in me. No, 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 no. Take me to heaven. I don't want, I don't want to be here. Because without Him, oh. I mean, life is tough. Without Him, it's hell. So He gave us... He said, I'm, I'm going to give you a helper... Someone to help you. Why? Because you need help. Help with what? Understanding the Bible. Help. Think about this for a minute. Let's just think. Do you know what's going to happen next week? No. Do you know all of the people you know what they're going to do next week? They don't even know what they're going to do next week. Have you ever had people let you down? Okay. So... You can't plan based on that information because your plans will be wrong. Nothing wrong with your heart. It's just your information is wrong. And it's impossible for you to get it. But is Jesus lacking info? No. There's a guy in you that not only knows where you're going, but what lays ahead, and he can actually start getting you ready for what's coming because he knows what's coming. Do you need him? 
You better believe you need him. Go to John. Let's go. Let's flip the page to John uh, 16. I say, I say, I think he's doing pretty good. All right. Verse 12. I got a lot of things I want to say to you. You can't bear them now because they weren't born again. The, the, the Holy Spirit came to teach you the, what Jesus left undone. Not only that, but the Apostle Paul's writing is the continuation of Jesus' teachings. But you couldn't handle them until you were born again because they weren't available. Even Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John didn't know what was happening at the cross. Most Christians don't. All right. However, when He, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth has come, He's going to guide you into all truth. How much? All of it. He will, he will not speak of his own authority, and whatever he hears, he'll speak. What's he talking about? What's he hear? Now, let me back up here for a minute. You see, what Jesus is saying to Zach is not what Jesus is saying to me. But the person who's hearing Jesus is the Holy Ghost. So what the Holy Ghost says to Zach is going to be different than what the Holy Ghost says to me. He's going to take what Jesus is saying to you and explain to you, this is what the head of the church has for you and wants you to know right this minute. He knows what you know, and he knows what you do not know. All right. Now, now let's go. Let's go. Let's go. However, he the Spirit is really come, he'll, he'll speak of his own authority, and whatever he hears, he'll speak. And he'll even tell you things to come. Why? He's not trying to make you a prophet. He's trying to prepare you. Sometimes, uh, you better get ready. So-and-so's coming. You, you need to get ready. He, he's watching over you and taking care of you. That's right. Amen. So you don't do something goofy. And we've all done goofy stuff. Say, we need to listen to the whole. He'll glorify me. He'll take what's mine and declare it to you. Now, hold on a minute. Everything that Jesus did at the cross, without the Holy Ghost teaching you the Bible, you will not know your own Bible. We have whole denominations that base everything that happens. I got saved and I'm going to heaven. That's all. What about the dash? I mean, are we supposed to be just kind of flopping through life? No, 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 no. We're not supposed to be flopping through life. So everything that Jesus died to give you, God gave you the Holy Ghost to show you what he did and how it applies to you. Amen. How important is that? Very. Very important. All right. So this separates you from the average Christian. If I can get you today to love the Holy Ghost and lean on him and let him do his job, he will change your life. I'll prove it to you. Go to Romans 8. Go to Romans 8. Come on now. Come on. I need a little excitement in this place. I mean, warm it up. Put some, stoke the fire. I, I, I ain't preaching to no half-dead people. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I got to find it. Just, I just got my brand new Bible in. I lost my other one. And all the pages on this one are stuck together. And it's premier leather. I put my date in it so I don't know how long this one lasts. <laughs> 
If you wear your Bible out, you won't wear out. All right. Romans 8, 26. Now, I'm going to preach this at first the way I always preach it, and then we're going to back up and we're going to make some adjustments here. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now listen to this statement. To Just listen to me. God cannot answer a prayer you don't ask. Now, I, I, just, I just completely undid the sovereignty teaching. God is a sovereign God, but He has limited Himself. Are there people going to hell and it's not His will? Yes, and you're going through hell and it ain't His will. So why is that? Because you're not praying. But then, wait a minute. How are you going to ask God for something and you don't know what you're doing? You don't even know yourself. So he said, now listen, listen to what he did. He's smart. He's very smart. If you'll listen, you'll get smart too. So he gave you his helper, the guy that went into hell with him and got him out, the Holy Ghost. And he lives inside of you and he gave you the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Tongues is not of the devil, it's God. Ever since I got filled with the Holy Ghost spoken in tongues, I became more godly, not more heathen. I was a heathen and now I'm godly, I know the difference. I used to smoke dope, drink beer, and rob, and rob people, and now I don't. And so the Holy Ghost did not make me a, a bigger heathen, made me a better Christian. So just take that doctrine and throw it away. So how do you pray when you don't know how to pray? Watch. Pray That's called praying in tongues. Well, then that sounds crazy. That's okay. God's intelligent. He doesn't need you to have your, use your brain. Just, 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 just obey Him and do what He told you to do. And, and my praying in the Holy Ghost has got me out of more messes than you can ever imagine. Because there's times I'm in a mess. I don't have any idea what to do. I don't know where I'm going. I don't have any. I don't blah, 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 blah. I don't, when I'm praying, it's all junk. And God goes, just go to tongues and let me help you. It is one of the greatest gifts. And if you went to a church where they told you it was a lie, Satan was the head of that church. Thank you for coming to this one. Now you're in a good one. He didn't give you a gift and then go, oops. Well, then you heard that it was done away with when we got a Bible. Serious. You got a Bible, so now we don't need to be filled with spirit. Paul spoke in tongues. Peter spoke in tongues. James spoke in tongues. I mean, if... If they needed the Holy Ghost, do you? Have you gotten so spiritual past Paul and Peter and James and John that you don't need what they what put them over? What do you think Paul was doing in the belly of that ship when there was a hurricane? Praying in the Holy Ghost. We'll get over there in a few minutes. Zach, you're going to have to help me out a minute. I just, I'm looking at them and I'm trying to use my faith that they're going to get excited sometime today. You need to dive in. If, if, you're, if we're going swimming, get in the pool with me. Get in the pool with me. Come on. All right. Now, he who searches your heart, talking about the Holy Ghost, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he's making intercession for the saints, you, according to the will of God. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, he's making intercession for you to the perfect will of God for your life. Now, let's read the rest of this. And we know all things work together for the good of them to love God according to his purpose. Now, see, when you turn on the television and some preacher starts off with, All things work together for your good. This is what they're saying. 
All of the bad and all of the good and all the hell Satan's given you, God is working out for your good. This is the interpretation of that. That's ignorance going to seed. Everything in your life ain't working for your good. God in His sovereignty has screwed everything up so you'll learn some lesson from all this. That's junk. But if you hook it with what I said before, if you're going through something and you pray in the Spirit, when you get up off the carpet, you now know that with the help of the Holy Ghost, all the hell the devil's given you, God is turning it all around, and He's going to turn it for your good and make it all work out for you. Say, I love the Holy Ghost. Now, He's sent to help you, but you got to let him help you. You have a genius in you. Let him talk. Don't do all the talking. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm not done yet. I mean, I'm just... Okay. Are y'all ready? We know all things work together for those who love God according to his purpose. Who, for whom he foreknew, he predestined. He didn't predestine your whole life. He predestined you to be made in the image of Jesus. To be conformed to the image of his son when here that he Jesus might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he predestined he called those he called he made righteous those he made righteous he glorified when now now on this side of heaven come on there needs to be a whole lot more glory now okay I got to slow down I got to I got to make sure I don't get ahead of myself here. I'm chomping at the bits. I want to preach and not. I, I, want you, I want you to go to 1 Kings. We're going to read the story of Elijah. Amen. And, and I want you to know that in, the old, that in the New Testament, the Bible says that Elijah was a man with like passions as you. And we're going to watch Elijah have a meltdown. Just like you and me. God knew we needed to know about Elijah's meltdown. What he did, what he didn't do, and how he got him out of it. Are you all ready? All right. 1 Kings 19.1. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Let's back up. What did he do? He just killed all the prophets of Baal. Took them down by the brook. Killed every last one of them. Fire fell, consumed the altar. I mean, we read the story. I mean, we're talking about a move of God. Now, what you're going to read next will astound you. Mighty man of God gets one word from a woman and runs. All of you women say, Amen. Verse 2 And Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah and said, So let the gods do to me. And more, if I don't make your life as a life of one of them by tomorrow about this time, I am about to kill you. Look at the next verse. And when he saw it, well, he don't have Facebook. What's he seeing? He's seeing himself dead. He, he, he sees her words. He goes, I'm going to die. And I want you to see what happened to this. Here's a mighty man of God, 
and he gets one word from a wicked woman. And he hauls running for, for 8 to 14 days. Don't look at me in that tone of voice, men. He saw that. He arose and ran for his life. I thought this was a man of God. I thought he was a mighty. Where is God? Well, he's not even thinking about God. All he's thinking about is, is making sure he doesn't die. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. How many of y'all stayed home when they said corona and dove in your closet and closed the door? We don't want to die. We don't want to die. We don't want to die. You're already dead. I'm going to help you. Now look at this. And he saw that he rose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servant there. He's going to run all the way from northern Israel, all the way to southern Israel, which is over an eight-day walk. Actually, it's actually a little further than that, maybe about ten. Now he's running from somewhere about Valdosta, Georgia to Miami to escape a woman. He himself went a day's journey in the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. He don't really mean it. He had stayed there. She'd have killed him. He, he's not wanting to die. He's, he's depressed. Don't look at me that time. And said, it's enough now, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my father's. And he lay down and he slept under a broom tree. Suddenly an angel touched him and said, Arise and eat. And he looked and there by his head was a cake of bread on coals, actually hot rocks, and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him and said, Arise and eat. The journey is too far for you. What journey? I'm going to show you in a minute. He arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went to a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, what are you doing here? What is God? Do Why did God allow him to go down there? Because he, he needs to feel safe. God needs to have a talk with him. But right now, with, his, with Jezebel on his mind, he needs a secret place. You don't need to go to Jerusalem and find a cave. You need to find a secret place of the Most High. You need to find you a place to hide in God. Every one of us in this room need time with God, where there is no distractions, and all there is is you and God. Turn your phone off. Turn the TV off. So God is taking him down there and sticking him in a cave so that he will feel safe because God's got, he, Elijah's still got work to do, but not in this condition he does not. Yeah. Listen, all of us in this crew, in this room, including me, have had times when we had a mighty move of God and a week later I'm falling apart at the seams. Am I the only one? It is a tactic from hell to stop you. That is true. Thank you, Lord. That We're going to get you through that today. Amen. All right, now let's look and let's go back. And he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Now look at, verse, look at verse 10. I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel. I have not forsaken your covenant. They tore down your altars. They killed your prophets. 
and I am the only one left in all of Popka that's preaching your word, and they want to kill me. At, does this sound like a massive pity party to you? We used to have a own fire for God, and ain't nobody got no fire, and the only one left in any fire in them is me. And I've been obeying you. I'm going to tell you a story in a minute where I actually did this. I know y'all can't wait to hear my stories. Verse 11, and he says, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind was an earthquake, and the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. And the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. A still small voice. Let me talk to you for just a moment about a move of God. I was born again in a move of God. The day I got saved, the Holy Ghost hit me in the top of my head and shook me like a leaf in the wind. I mean, rattled me, stood me up and shook me. And then I went down, and I'm talking about Holy Ghost hit me, fire hit me. I went home that night and threw all my dope away and all my playboys away, and you're talking about the fire of God hitting me. And I got saved in a meeting like that. And, I, and there are still meetings like that today. But how many of you know God never intended you to go from fire to fire to fire to fire? In other words, unless I have, whoa, I'm not right with God. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Lisa and I know a lady. Won't mention her name. Every time she came to church, she grabbed her tambourine and ran and jumped because she wasn't right with God if she didn't feel the fire. Her faith is not in God. It's in the fire. It's it. Listen, you are a move of God. God wants to use you to call down fire. He wants you to shake nations. But he cannot shake nations until you have learned to get in the presence of God and get a still small voice from God and your faith is based on the word and the word alone. I am the righteousness of God. No matter what's happening to me. I'm washed in the blood. No matter what's going on. I am full of God. I don't need a church service. I don't need a move of God. I am a move of God. Now God will use me. Because my faith is not in the fire. It's not in you falling down. It ain't, it ain't in that. It's inside of me. It's, say it's in me. Now, what's happening to Elijah is Elisha's basing everything on what's happening around him. Fire falling, God is with me. Woman wanting to kill me, God is not with me. Everything in his life is based on what's happening. And now he's melting down. And God asked him, what are you doing? What are you doing down here? And you're going to read it again. <laughs> Everybody left me and I'm the only one in the whole nine yards. Listen, you want God to use you? Put your faith 
God gave you the Holy Ghost, and he lives on the inside of you. And the difference between you making it and not making it is what did he say to you? Your life changes when he talks. And that's all you need. Now, will there be things? Oh, yeah, there'll be things. But it won't be the, your faith. So there's a scripture in the book of Romans chapter 10. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The literal translation of that is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of Christ. What is that? That's when the Holy Spirit takes the written word and makes it rhema to your heart. Without him doing that, you're not going anywhere. You have to hear from God. You have to. That rhema will take you where you need to go. Does that make sense? All right, I'm going to read it to you. You ready? A still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came and said, what are you doing here? Elijah, what are you doing? Why are you here? What's the answer? I'm running from Jezebel. Why? Who are you? What God is going to do next is he's going to speak very gently and very softly to this prophet. And he's going to get up and get back in his call and his anointing. Nothing more than a whisper, a word, time with God. Are y'all getting this? Don't use busyness I'm going to say something else. I don't want y'all, don't throw anything at me. There's a time to quit running, screaming, and praying and shut up. Amen. Right. That's good. Amen. Just be still. Yeah. No, I'm God. You prayed. You did what you need to do. Now you need to let, what is he got to say to me? Now I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to tell you a story. We're going to go on. We all go through this at one point in our life. Matter of fact, we go through it a lot more than we like to admit. But I'm going to tell you about a, 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 a big one for me. When I got born again, God called me into ministry. I was excited. I got a rhema word. I left a lucrative job, and I moved to Tulsa. I was making more money than I'd ever made in my entire life. A brand new home was $30,000. A Camaro was 33000 And I walked away and went to work at Hardesty for $20 a day. I didn't care. I'm obeying God. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I went to Raymond. I went to Bible school. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I got up from there, and I got a Rama word mm-hmm. to go to Orlando. I moved to Orlando. I'm still excited. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching. I'm working hard. I'm laying block. I'm, I'm preaching to the youth. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. My wife and I get a divorce. That fell apart. The church decided that a youth pastor that doesn't have a wife, no youth pastor. So I lost my job. The people in the church, old Pentecostals, they don't believe in people being divorced, so they kicked me out. 
I'm riding down the road in my T-Bird. I'm coming home from a work on a rainy Thursday that if I don't work five days a week, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. It's raining today. It's going to rain tomorrow. And I am depressed as H. I'm having a meltdown. And I'm in my car. I'm sitting at a traffic light. You know what I'm saying? I left everything. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to God. What did this give me? I went to school. I studied. I came here. I obeyed you. I have no wife. I have no kids. I have no job. I have no money and I'm broke. And I'm sitting in here going home to a refrigerator with ketchup and mustard. Tell me where this got me. I'm having a meltdown. It sure looks bad to me. And I told God, I don't care if you chew me out. Say something. That's desperate, isn't it? Let me ask you a question. I'm going to stop. Have you all ever had days that you're just like, take me home? I ain't talking country road. I'm talking Jesus. Get me out of this place. Spirit of God got in my truck and said, want to hear a story? Do you have any idea how sweet it was for him to talk to me? And he told me the story of the little creature. I'm not going to tell you it again today. Ask Melanie. And he sat in my truck and he talked to me and told me the story of the little creature and told me to start worshiping God. Well, I wasn't in a truck. I was in a T-bird. I was in a car. I sold my truck. I was out without a truck. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, I gave it to my mother. Got another truck. One word from God. I got out of my car and danced. I went home, opened the refrigerator, nothing but ketchup, mustard, and I went, hallelujah, glory to God. What happened to me in that car? I got a rhema. He's not done with me. Everything's good. I'm cool. Future's great. Praise the name of Jesus. One word. One rhema. Still, small voice. Do you have any idea how often I'll go and then I'll pray it and I'm going, God, I don't know what to do. And, he, and all of a sudden, down inside me, he'll go, and I'll go, oh. And I just go, and mellow out. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the reign of Christ. So Elijah's in a cave watching the wind and the fire and the earthquakes, and God goes, I got you. I got you. And he gets up and goes, I got work to do. I ain't worried about Jezebel. Satan is out to rob you of the vision. And he works on you like he does me a lot. Your time with God is not religious, it's not a waste. He's saving you years and years of hell. You need Rhema. You need the Holy Ghost to go, hey, let's talk. And he says, I've been very zealous, verse 14, for the 
the Lord of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant and torn down your altars and killed your prophets. And I'm the only one left. And they want to take my life. And the Lord said, I want you to go back on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and, and I want you to anoint Heziel, the king over Syria. And I want you to anoint Jehu of Nimshi, uh, king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, and Abel, Moloch, and you'll anoint the prophet in your place. And it'll be that whoever escapes the sword of, Je of Haziel, Jehu will kill. And whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. And I've reserved 7,000 people in Israel who hadn't bowed their knee. And Elijah, you're not the only one. What happened to him? He heard God. That's all he needed. All, he, he just needed a word. He just needed, he just needed to know he's okay. I love the Holy Ghost. Let's go over another story real quick. Remember Paul? They put him in a ship and he's a prisoner. Hurricane comes. All hope is gone. No hope. And Paul goes, I'm going to go pray. <laughs> See, listen to me. The devil can't stop you. If you can pray... You can turn the whole situation around. But he didn't just say, I'm a Christian. God's got it. He didn't do that, did he? He went in the belly, and he prayed it out. And when he got up, an angel came to him and says, I've heard your request. All the men will be saved. You're going to Rome. Where's he going? He didn't say he's going to die. He says you're going to Rome. So he comes back up, and he goes, cheer up. There's still a hurricane going on. Cheer up. I heard God. He said, and you know what? I mean, how many of you, Barbara, you know what I'm talking about. Betty, you know what I'm talking about. There's just times, all of a sudden, you heard God. I'm going to tell you another story. I have time. I have plenty of time. I'm going to use yours up too. There was a time in this church that I decided I was going to grow the church. The Bible says don't lean to your own understanding because there's not much up there. <laughs> but it was a good idea. So I hired my brother-in-law, Mark. Mark was a very good businessman. Loves God. Nancy loves God. This will, me and Nancy and Mark will grow this church. Get them down here. I got a plan. Now don't get mad at yourself if you come up with plans that didn't work. Because you're not the only one that ever came up with a plan that didn't work. All of a sudden, the finances went down, 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 down. And one day, I looked in the checkbook, and there was $200 in the church checkbook. A little more than that now, so don't worry. A lot more than that now. And everybody in the church, we all went to snow skiing. Where will we go? Boone? Beach, North Carolina. Everybody's out on the slopes but me. I can't go skiing. When I get home, I got to announce we're shutting the doors. I don't know what to do. I, I, I went in there, and I just prayed in the Spirit, and prayed in the Spirit, and prayed in the Spirit. And I got alone with God. I had to, I had to quiet my soul. Beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Get quiet. And the Lord said to me, who hired Mark? I said, I did. He said, why should I pay for someone you hired? He said, the money in the checkbook is mine. It isn't yours. He said, you send him home. 
Now, I've got chewed out, but I got a rhema. See, in a chewing, you get the word. And I got up from my knees, and I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew. But if I listen to him, he's going to fix it. I can tell you story after story after story of just stupid stuff. Some of it I did. One or two Lisa did. No, we, we've, we've both made them. How many of you have ever just, I don't know what to do. He said, I'm going to give you a helper. And he's a genius. And he can fix anything. If he can get you to listen. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the mighty Holy Ghost. Because he's in us, he's got a plan for you, and it's good. Your future, you hear me say this, your best days are ahead. I should qualify that if I can get you to start spending time with God. You have an enemy arrayed against you, and he attacks you. And he attacks your head, and he attacks your family, and he attacks you. He attacks you to stop you. But you, but you are well equipped to handle anything. Now, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day. Did you know that most of the time I'm praying in tongues when I begin? My own head is fighting with me. What are you saying? What is that? What language is that? That's dude. Why are you doing that? I'm hungry. Go get something to eat. I'll come over here and preach. I don't want to. These people are here. I don't know what it is. Just stay away from me. Just stay away from me. How many of you have ever started praying in tongues and your own soul is going, uh, how long are we going to be here? What are you saying? I mean, how is this going to help? Sounds like Arabic to me. You think it's Arabic? Or do you think it's Malayalam? What do you think? It's Indian? What do you think of that? Is? What do you think of that? Is? I don't know. Oh, shut up. And he gave me a gift. Thank God for the gift. He thinks I need it. He thinks you need it. Sometimes in that praying in the spirit, my prayers will change and they will become more demonstrative. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing stuff. And I'm going, what's this mean? I don't know what that means. One day I was praying, and I kept it chop, 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 chop. And I thought, trees? <laughs> One day Cindy Robinson was battling cancer. I didn't know it. I told Lisa when I got up, I said, every day I pray for Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. I'm praying over Cindy. This went on for over half a year. And Lisa will tell you, uh, I'd be in there in the living room, be praying, Cindy, 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 Cindy. Finally, one day I said, Cindy, what's the deal? And she told me, she said, oh, I've been battling cancer. Do you think that my praying had anything to do with her being alive? You better believe it, did. You want to go to, you really want to go to a good church. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you another story. Y'all like, you, you don't mind me giving you stories? I got time. <laughs> when Lisa and I were building the cabin, God bless us. 
We took a quarter of a million of our money and started a project that, that China decided at that time they wanted all the concrete. So we ran out of money. Bank won't touch me. I can't finish my house. I have a house that's not finished. I'm renting a house I can't afford that wants to kick me out. Lisa decides to get sick. I got sick and all, all hell broke loose. All hell. You, I don't even want to tell you what all happened. My car broke. Justin blew his car up. Josh blew his car up. Church split. And Jordan ran away. And Jordan ran away. <laughs> I'm under condemnation because I knew I missed God. The devil will beat. Man, you do something wrong, he'll beat you with you. He'll, take, he'll rip your arm out and beat you with your own arm. Yes, that's true. I'm waking up at 4 in the morning, and my sheets are soaking wet with sweat from fear. Yeah. Well, pastor, don't you know God hadn't given you a spirit? Yeah, I know it. Shut up. <laughs> Inside me, little voice, go pray in the spirit. Go pray in the Spirit. I'd get up, and go in the, get up and go in the living room, sit and pray in the Spirit. Pray an hour or two. Dry, just dry. Mm -hmm. Get up and come to work. This went on for days, probably about two or three weeks. One day I get an idea, and I go find the guy that owns the shopping center over there, and I said, what was his name? Uh, I forgot his name. The roofer that we had, Joe, Joe Karen. One of the guys that worked on my house was a crook. And I decided I'm going to sue him. I'm mad. I'm pretty upset. I know y'all never got mad, so don't be too hard on me. I'm either going to kill him or sue him, and I think suing is a bit better. And I went and I said, Joe, I need to sue someone. He said, what for? And I told him the story, and he goes, you need money? I said, yes. I said, Joe, bank won't touch me. He said, I have a bank. How much you need? And he wrote me a check. He said, after you get through building the house, go to the bank, and they'll, give you, they'll give you a second mortgage. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. What do you think I was praying about? Joe, Joe, Joe. God turned it all around. See, now I don't even wait for God to prompt me. I just walk around praying tongues all the time. Anything else you want to pray about today? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm praying Walmart, Kmart, every other mart. Amen. I figured everybody else here is crazy. Why don't I just go ahead? And especially if you wear a mask. You can't understand anything about saying anyway. I was, in, I was in a place yesterday and I was buying something and some girl, I said, with all due respect, take the mask off because I don't understand that you said I got COVID. No, not. I'm just. <laughs> Say thank God, thank God for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. He will lead you he will lead us. and he will guide you yes. into, all, into truth. all truth. He'll take what belongs to him and he will show it yes. to you. Yes. 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 
when he helps you pray, everything you're praying about, he will turn it to the good. So, if you're new here and you heard that we're holy rollers, that is true. We do get excited about the baptism of the Holy Ghost with heaven speaking in tongues. But you could too if you just get over being a good Baptist and get filled. And you'd be a Baptocostal. I love the Holy Ghost. I got to tell you one more story real quick. Honest to God, I don't know what I'm doing. You ever read the scripture that he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise? You know what I'm doing all day Friday? Help me! In 31 years, he has never failed to tell me what I need to do. You have no idea how nice it is to be in there reading a Bible that makes no sense and you've got to preach a sermon. And I'm going, oh, that ain't it, and that ain't it, and that ain't it. And you're thinking, I should go watch Hallmark with Lisa. Oh, my God, that ain't it. And I get desperate, and I just get in there and just start praying in the Holy Ghost. And the Lord will give me one scripture. I'll go, ooh. And he'll say, you remember over there in John, I said I wouldn't leave you an orphan? I said, yeah, keep going. He said, you remember Elijah? I said, keep going. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a sermon. Let's go. Well, y'all pray for me. I got next Sunday. I love him. I love him. I, I, don't, I'm out, I am out of time. If I could tell you the stuff he said to me, has gotten me out of messes. Has helped me. I, I don't know how does anybody make it without him. I know you're born again. But you need the Holy Ghost. Say, I have the Holy Ghost. Now you're washed in the Spirit, but you're not filled with the Spirit. Anyway, does this help you? Yes. Say, my best days. Ahead of me. Say, come on, Holy Ghost. Do you remember Benny Hinn writing the book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit? You remember that? Everything he's doing today is because the Holy Spirit taught him. All of the word I know, he showed it to me in the Bible. I'm really not that smart. I, I studied redemption for 12 months and at the end of 12 months I knew nothing and I had a woman pray the prayers of Ephesians over me one time and the Holy Ghost came in my living room and hit me and taught me months and years of Bible in, in about five minutes I'm like oh, oh, oh that's what that means thank you Jesus Lisa, I'm going to turn this loose with Lisa in a minute. I don't know where you are. But I want you to know you don't really need right now the wind and the fire and a mighty miracle. You really just need to hear from God. And 
when you do, peace will take over your soul. And after you get that word, remember how you got it. Because next week you're going to need another one. <laughs>「I'm not going to tell you this, but I'm not going to go into detail. I thank God for the day that I, the Lord said about Lisa. This is your next way. Get on with your life. I tell you, it, it's sweet knowing that the woman God picked, he picked her. See, I may not know her, but he knows her. And I trust him. God, that's good. I'm not trying to tell you who to marry, but you might want to do a little praying. Because he knows old Pete. And old Sam. And he knows Lucy. And he knows. That next job you're wanting, he knows. He knows. If he tells you to take that job and stay, he knows. He knows what's coming. He knows you'll be fine. <sighs> Glory to God. Father, I'm going to have to close now. I'm out of time. And these people are getting hungry. And you and I both know that nobody can stop hunger pains. But I'm going to ask you right now to take the thing that I preached here today. And I, I, I want it to become real to everybody in the room. I don't want it to be another sermon that walked out. Wasn't that a good sermon? I want it to be life. I want everybody in this room, the sound of my voice, to be able to understand that no matter where they are or what they're going through, they can, go and they can go get in a secret place and they can walk out with a rhema. And they will know what they know and you will take them where they've never been before and it'll be a safe place. And if they're not there, I pray that you would encourage them to take the time this week and get alone and start learning how to spend time alone with you. Because their life literally depends on it. Jesus name thank you for being such wonderful people to preach to I'm speaking to three quarters of the other that was a faith statement praise the Lord <laughs> amen well let's just lift up our voice so break it branca come on come on let's pray if you go not gonna pray here you're not praying at home Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is how you pray at home. This is how you pray at home. And, and listen, we all have things we want to pray about. And I bring them to the Lord and you bring them to the Lord. But did you know that sometimes he just wants us to ask him, what do you want me to pray about? What's on your heart, God? We don't ask him that very much. But if you'll ask him, what's on your heart? What do you want me to pray about? Don't you think God knows the needs you have? So he knows what's the most important thing and priority for you to pray about at that moment. So trust him and pray in the Holy Spirit and say, I want to pray whatever you want me to pray. A couple weeks ago, I started praying in the Spirit, and I started praying out. I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and then all of a sudden, in English, came these words. Protect the Pacific, protect the Pacific, protect the Pacific, protect the Pacific. 
And he showed me the little lines, you know, on the map, little lines. It's the borders. I knew he was talking about borders. I don't know what that means. And I didn't go try to look up something on the Internet. I just, just say what he says. Just say what he says. You may not know for a few months. You may not know. You may not know, but he's trying to get you to pray something he wants you to pray out. So obviously at that point, he wanted someone to pray over protecting the Pacific borders in the waters there. And that's what he wants from you. And, and then he'll lead you right back into praying for your family. He's so good. Say he's so good. If you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus Lord, today's the day of salvation. I cannot guarantee you another day without Jesus. Don't die without Jesus. You have a choice. Come up here. As my altar workers are coming forward, come on up here. They will pray with you. They will get you born again. You will be on your way to heaven. And on your way to heaven on earth, I didn't say you'd never have a trial, but the Holy Ghost will be in you and he'll be with you. And if you're here this morning and you've never prayed in the Holy Spirit like what we just did, the Lord wants to infill you and fill you up with the Holy Spirit. He wants to give you that language where you can pray that special language out of you that's straight a hotline from you to God. And the Bible talks about it, and he wants you to have all that you can of him. Amen? Definitely will help your prayer life a lot. It'll go from here to here. Amen? If you're- we hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.